Sooner fans, Longhorn Nation, welcome to episode 44 of the Boomer Bebo podcast. The only podcast exclusively dedicated to covering the greatest rivalry in college football, the University of Texas and the University of Oklahoma. I'm here with my man, Kevin Miller. I'm John Whitson, and we are discussing all things not related to the University of Oklahoma and the University of Texas in this episode, because we are talking about the college football playoff semifinal recaps from yesterday. Kevin, were those the two best college football semifinals that we've ever witnessed? You know, the only one that compares is your game. That did not happen. That was that was not a real game. That was that did not occur. Well, I can tell you it was real and it was glorious. It was a great game. I know you wish it would have turned out the other way, but man, that was an amazing game to watch. <sighs> Just as a neutral fan, it was a great game to watch. I know the ending, but I still have PTSD from that game. Um, understandably so. I, I get that. I think TCU shocked everybody that has not been watching Big 12 football this year. Because I, I really think that everybody expected TCU to just get handled by Michigan. Yeah, I I, I, I think they thought that Michigan was going to manhandle them, push them around, dominate them, uh, you know, get to Duggan, stop the running game. And I'll tell you what, dude, TCU was the tougher team. I, I There's no two ways about it. And the way they the way they went for it on short yardage, um, I mean, fourth down, there there was no doubt they were going to pick up any sneak they tried. And yeah, one stat says it all. Besides the fifty-one to forty-five score, the other stat I should say is two hundred and sixty-three yards rushing against Michigan by TCU without, might I add, Keandre Miller for, what, three quarters of the game almost? Yeah, at least yeah, at least in the second half he got hurt. I don't know exactly when that was, but, yeah. Yeah, they, they just did whatever they wanted to offensively. Kevin, again. what – Garrett Riley is the offensive coordinator for TCU, which is really the only blight on why I was – why I, I, I was rooting for TCU. Garrett Riley was the only thing that was making me feel a little queasy about that decision, but I was rooting for TCU – I'm rooting for them to win. I love Duggan's story. I, I like the whole thing. Um, but in what world does a Garrett Riley-led offense, uh, uh, you know, a, a protege of the of the air raid system, run 263 yards against a Jim Harbaugh Big Ten Michigan defense? Are, are you freaking kidding me? I know, man. 41 rushing attempts. Uh, for TCU, 6.4 yards a carry. It's unbelievable, man. It just did not go how – and I didn't see it going this way. I mean, even if I – mean, and I didn't pick TCU. I picked Michigan. But I did not think that they would be able to play this way and beat Michigan. I did not pick this game, so I can't sit there. I, I, I have a text message showing where I picked Georgia to win and the other one, um, not the way it went down. But I did not pick this one. I think – I think I probably would have picked TCU just because that's who I was going for, and I would have tried to be picking it on the side of the upset, but I wouldn't have felt great about it. Um, but it doesn't matter, dude. They just – they dominated that – especially the first half, they dominated. Michigan had a heck of a, a third quarter to come back, but TCU was right there with them with 20 points. Yeah, I mean, it was, they scored, Michigan scored 24, TCU scored 20. So, yeah, they, they never could – never could stop TCU. And again – Go ahead. Duggan didn't have just a tremendous game, 
but no, man, 14 to 29 passing there. You can see. But man, he's gritty though, dude. He is. Yeah. He's they gritty. Dudes, man. They just they've got players. We've seen it all year. Right? Well, do they do, do, um Quentin Johnson's the best. He was the best receiver. He might be the best receiver in the country. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Did he win the Bolitnikov? Did I miss something? I don't think he did. I don't think he did. I don't know who did. But I don't think it was him. Okay, now I got I got to look this up. Bolitnikov, right? Bolitnikov yeah. Award 2022. Let's see. It, right. How it didn't go to him. Oh, Jalen Hyatt was pretty good. Okay. Jalen yeah, Hyatt. Okay. Yeah, Jalen Hyatt, but I don't care. Okay, for, forget Jalen Hyatt. Who? All, you, yeah, you had a good year, but in the playoff, he was the best receiver on those four teams. It wouldn't. It's not even close. No. Yeah. And that play in man. that play in the fourth quarter Correct. when Michigan is down three and they have got the momentum and they are there. They they've stopped them and it's third and five, third and six. Yeah. And they send the, five, the house. Five point lead at the time. How many guys they were? They were seven. It seemed like they sent a lot of dudes. Yeah. And du- and Duggan just drifted back and hit Quentin Johnson on a crossing route, and that dude was gone. Gone. I mean, out of the cannon. Listen, before that play happened, I'm sitting there with my wife watching it. And I tell Casey, I'm like, they better not blitz here. They can't blitz here. No reason. And of to course, blitz. they bring the house. No. No. All you have to do is drop seven, even drop eight. Give them nowhere to throw. Yeah, they blitz, yeah. they don't get there. Easy catch. And just reminded me, it's a Todd Orlando special. Texas fans know exactly what I'm talking about. 2018 against LSU. You know, Duggan did not have a great game. All right, we can't sit here. He, he won't be compared to the quarterbacks that we're going to talk about in the second game. Um, he, he did not, like, stand out. But But even in that play call, right, he, it seemed like every big play he made was avoiding the rush. He avoided the rush just enough to throw a touchdown, just enough to pick up the first down. Like he was just rolling away and just drifting, 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 and then it was a touchdown or, you know, a big play. I, I don't know, man. I was impressed with TCU. Nothing flew. I, they did have two returns for a touchdowns. I guess yeah. that could be kind of fluky. But I didn't feel that way. Not when you have 263 rushing yards against a team. Correct. I mean, look at these rushing stats um, individually, right? Amari DiMarcato, 150 yards on 17 carries. What? Yeah. And then Kendra Miller, before he got injured, eight carries for 57 yards. They couldn't stop the run. And again, this is a Michigan team that prides themselves on their toughness and being able to stop the run. They just hadn't seen an offense like this. And I know Ohio State is explosive, right? But it's just a different type of deal with that running game. Ohio State was lacking the running game this year because they've had so many injuries at the position. But, yeah, TCU represented well. You see Quentin Johnson there, six catches, 163 yards and a touchdown, man. Dude's a baller. Again, former Texas commit, flipped to TCU, and it looks like he made the right decision, man. He's had a great career there. I, I got to tell you, TCU is just um, – I, I remember when I preview, we previewed TCU, and I was – hard on Sonny Dykes and his record coaching. Yeah. Um, I, I just wasn't impressed with what he had done. And I, I remember talking about that and thinking to myself that, you know, TCU has hired a guy that's, I don't know, maybe a name over any kind of real substance. 
clearly he's outperformed himself in this year. And and maybe it speaks to the fact that, you know, when you coach at Cal, that's the record you're going to have. Like the, the, you, there's yeah. only so much limitation, you know, there's only so much your coaching prowess can do, but with what he's done at TCU, they have beat. I mean, now you add this win to how they beat Texas 17 to seven, which was just a slugfest. 17, 10. Yeah. 17, 10. And anybody that saw that game knew it was, I mean, that looked like watching yeah. a big 10 game. Yeah. It was and then to be able to, yeah. To be able to go to a, you know, what everybody claims is a physical Michigan team and just and just match them blow for blow, man, I don't know. TCU is rolling, and I like what Dykes is doing. You got to like what Max Duggan's doing. I the question is, are they going to have enough uh, to go up against Georgia? I, uh, I don't yeah, know. It's going to be tough, man. It's going to be tough. So yeah, I mean, as far as this game goes, I thought Michigan their decision making in the red zone really oh. hurt them because think oh. about this. They got the ball. They were going right down the field. They go right down the field in that fourth down call. I mean, you fought Philly special. <laughs> Was that necessary? No. It's not. It should be. No. No. Yeah. And then but the second one. But- how big how, – well, I think what you're about to bring up, how big was the was the no touchdown call and place the ball at the one-foot line? Man, that was huge. First of all, I thought he was in. I think you thought he was in too, right? Because he kind of bobbled it, and by the time he had possession, he appeared to be in the end zone. The announcers thought he was in. My daughters thought he was in. I didn't even think it was close. I didn't no, even think it was close. And the crazy thing about it is they called it a touchdown and overturned it. Yes. I can see if they would have called him down and said, oh, well, there's not enough to overturn it. But, no, they reversed the touchdown call, put him out the one, and then they hand off to the fullback, and he, he Fumbles the ball instantly. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's a huge turnaround. I mean, after the first quarter, TCU is up 14-0. But, goodness, it could have been 14-14, even 21-14 for Michigan. You know, Michigan Michigan is really kicking themselves because um, they had to feel like this was – I mean, when they had to play Georgia last year, they were really just happy to be there. They were happy yeah. to be in the college football playoff. Mm-hmm. Um, but this year they're seeing TCU and they're licking their chops. And they're like, hey, we yeah. know we we know we've beaten Ohio State. We know we can do that. So we just need to get there. And we played Georgia before. We're not scared of Georgia anymore. We know mm-hmm. what they're like, blah, blah, blah. We just they Michigan fan, and most importantly, JJ McCarthy's girlfriend is having a really bad day today. Listen, I just did we have to show them every Yes. I mean, every segment we saw his family. Uh, they weren't showing his family, dude. They were showing J.J. I mean, McCarthy's listen, girlfriend. They, but they showed her more than they showed Catherine Webb back in What's, the Sugar Bowl again. Okay, for the record, we've talked about Catherine Webb before on this episode. So this is not – like, we're not venturing into uncharted territory. And Catherine Webb has had some work done, and she looks great. That girl A.J. McCarron's girlfriend, by the way. A.J. McCarron's girlfriend. Wife now. Back in the Sugar Bowl. Yeah, wife. Back in the Sugar Bowl against Oklahoma, right? Is that when they I got they got uh, what's his name in trouble? Um, um, Brent Musburger. Brent Musburger got all in trouble. Yeah, you notice that um, they didn't say, you know, what's his uh, who, who was calling the game? Sean Will McDonough. McDonough. Sean McDonough and um, Blackledge. They, they didn't yeah. say nothing. They didn't say nothing no, about no, it. No. <laughs> Lessons learned, right? Um, but she is just a nice looking. She's just a nice looking young lady. That's it. Like she is, and I get that. I mean, I mean but she's not like, Webb. Right, and again, Catherine, Kat, listen, Catherine Webb was Miss Alabama. Yes, so I mean, again, I, that's I, why I'm questioning the amount of times they kept showing 
now that you've every play almost. for everybody that's for everybody that's got um YouTube and they're watching it, Kevin Miller has figured out how to put statistics up on YouTube. I asked him before the broadcast if he would put a picture of Catherine Webb next to JJ McCarthy's girlfriend, and he 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 quickly said no. No, I am yeah, not doing not that. The best we are not for... comparing uh yeah, JJ McCarthy's girlfriend. But she was featured prominently in that broadcast yesterday. <laughs> it was insane. Yes. But it was, Kevin, okay, listen, man, this was a great game. I don't know. Do you have any other takeaways besides this being just a fun game? It was just a fun game, man, and congratulations to TCU. I did not think they would win this game. I certainly didn't think they'd be able to put up 51 points against that Michigan defense. Also, Michigan had to open things up offensively, which Jim Harbaugh hates to do. He'd rather run it 50 times and throw 10 if they could. Woody, I thought JJ McCarthy, we saw we saw, huh? we saw we saw him on the goal line. Woody, oh, man, listen, they had some chances there, and the play calling in the red zone was just weird to me, and that's a yeah. big factor as to why they lost the game. Handing it off to the fullback, just give the ball to Donovan Edwards, or yeah. just have JJ McCarthy sneak it in. He's yeah. an athletic guy, so got weird. good, decent receivers. Ronnie Bell had a good game; he's had a great career there. Roman Wilson was good too. But, man, when they got down so much, they're just completely out of their comfort zone. They are not uh, built to come back from 21 uh, points down. But they did. They were right there. Listen, they, they did. did. I did not. Listen, they got down like – they were down 13 or 14 two different times. I, it's hard to know because there were missed point afters and stuff. But they were down mm-hmm. a number of different times at different points in the game. And they kept coming back. Like they kept yeah. making it interesting. And I actually thought McCarthy played a really good game. Duggan's two interceptions were actually a little more flukier. He actually hit his guys in the hands and they kind of bounced up. Uh, those interceptions weren't necessarily on Duggan. I think they were on McCarthy, but he was definitely more dynamic than, you know, was billed. You know, I think he, I think he, you know, was a pretty good little player. Um, he is. I, he's an athlete too. You saw when he got loose on those runs. I mean, he, I just, but come on, dude, too. we can agree Harbaugh's a weirdo though, right? Like he just oh, does yeah. weird, he just does weird stuff throughout the game. It's, yeah. Oh, we talk about Gundy sometimes being self-destructive. Sometimes I think Harbaugh has a little Mike Gundy. Yeah. And the good and the thing about this game too, right? It seems like every time Michigan got close and it seemed like they were going to take over the game, TCU made a play. Big play. Yes, just like yeah. that Quentin Johnson play that we were talking about. Yeah, I mean, look at this, right? It's 41-38. Yeah. And you got them in third down. And at this point, you you can tell like TCU can't stop Michigan at this point. So they get the ball back, they're going to take the lead. Yep. And man, 76 yards. Yep. And no one was around him too, man. He was no all right. He was shot out of the cannon. Once he got to the corner, I mean you weren't catching him, man. I mean, oh, all right. Six four, two ten with you know four four speed. Can't oh. wait to see him in the NFL and not have to play him. Dude, forget the NFL. I can't wait to see him next Monday night. He will be facing the Georgia Bulldogs, which uh, so I did pick Georgia, a, a buddy. I got the text receipt. If anybody wants me to put it up on the screen, oh, he said, "Who do you got in this game?" I said, "Georgia wins." First of all, I said, "Can they both lose?" That's what I would have liked to happen. I don't really like either one of these teams. I don't okay, like. Ryan. So, let me ask you this: I know I get why you don't like Ohio State. Is Georgia strictly because of the Rose Bowl a few years ago, or is it something deeper? Kirby Smart is a weird guy, and I don't like his accent. It's very breathy. He's like a very breathy accent, and he just, and he talks with his drawl, and he does all this stuff. And where I hate it; it makes me uncomfortable. Yeah. I think I think he's a creep. Okay, and so <laughs> that makes me uncomfortable. And you know, anytime a team is like really good for a long period of time, I just 
I, I start trying to root for other, you know, other teams. So is Georgia um, at that point for you as being too good for a long time already? Yeah, like they've yeah, they've okay. had their fun. Like oh against Alabama, I was rooting for Georgia. I last year I wanted Georgia to beat Alabama. Fair enough. But I'm already I'm already over that. Um and so like couldn't they both lose? I expected Georgia to just go ahead and win the ball game. And then when Ohio State's up 21-7, I'm thinking, oh, well, they got Stetson Bennett. They're not really, you know, the most dynamic in the world. Ohio State's going to go ahead and win this game. And then your boy, Stetson Bennett, who you give no credit to, who you never consider to be a good quarterback, who you said at best is a mediocre college quarterback. Correct. I have said that. All he did was ball out for 23 of 34, 398 yards against Ohio State, three touchdowns against only one interception. You could argue he got outplayed by C.J. Stroud, who went for the same completion percentage on the exact same number of, uh, of completions, 348 yards, 50 yards less, and four touchdowns. This was a quarterback duel, and it was fantastic. It was great to watch, man. So are you going to get does, – does Bennett get any credit now? Any oh, credit now? Yes. He was amazing. Yes. Listen, Dude, man, I, I, get, I go by what I see, right? Just like we talked about in our last show, me pick, pre, uh, picking Texas to go 8-4. and four, just based on what I saw. And he was incredible, man. He was incredible down the stretch. Once they got down, I just did not think – despite no. them having great players, they don't have big-name receivers, right? They don't right. have, you know, Quentin Johnston. For Georgia, there's nobody no. like that. So I didn't think. Now their running game was there, and it was there the whole game. But when you're down that much, I'm like, even with these backs, they don't have the receiving talent. Between them and Stetson Bennett, I did not think they were able to come back. So yeah, Stetson Bennett okay. absolutely proved me wrong yesterday. So they come back, they take the lead. They take the lead, forty-two to forty-one. They leave plenty of time on the clock with two timeouts, and plus everybody getting hurt for Georgia on every single play. It was crazy. Um, Ohio State had plenty of time. Did you agree with the way Ryan Day handled the last three plays leading up no, to the field No, I thought it was horrible. And this is not in hindsight. I thought this as it was happening. What, what was he doing? doing? Yes. I mean, are you discontent with kicking an almost 50-yard field goal when you're down? I can see if it's tied. But when you're down, what are you thinking? No. And he had been so aggressive. The entire game, what? and that's what kept them in the game. That's why they were winning the game because they were so aggressive. Okay, listen, I am fine. I am totally fine with not slinging the ball around at that point, right? You've gotten to a reasonable field goal position, but you've got to run CJ Stroud. Like he's yeah. got to get. It, it's got to either be draw. It's got to be draw plays or quarterback boots or get him out. Let him make some. But he's got to pick up five or ten more yards. You put that kicker in a really, really tough position. And boy, did he shank a kick like I haven't seen from a high-level kicker in a really long time. Know, that was a just, really bad kick. It was tough to watch, man. I, I felt bad for the kid. I mean, he didn't even hit the net. Um, My daughters thought it got blocked. Casey they thought could, the same thing. She thought the same thing. And I'm like, no, guys, he just missed it. And, and, and you know, in their limited football knowledge, I don't think they fathomed that somebody could miss a kick that bad. <laughs> you know? Correct. I mean, yeah. Oh, it was that kid is going to relive that kick over in his mind for the rest of his life. And and again, though, he never should have been put in that position to make a kick like that. Here's if you're watching on YouTube. Here's the, yes. the play. Now scroll. Now scroll Sorry. up a little right bit. Can you? Okay. Okay. Yeah, I got you. Just give us a little scroll up there if you can. 
if we're looking at this now, Kevin has figured out on YouTube how he can show us everything. And I'm going to take this off real quick. Yeah, he runs for 27 yards. 27 yards to get to the Georgia 31, which Georgia 31 plus 7 is 38, plus 10 is a 48-yard field goal. First and 10, 28 seconds. I think at that point they had two timeouts, right? Yes, they did. Mm -hmm. And then Georgia calls the timeout. That was the interesting thing. So they still had two timeouts. Mm -hmm. They knew because if Ohio State scored, they wanted to have a little bit of a chance to try to get down the field and get a field goal themselves. And then they then they go they they run the ball, which maybe maybe you run the ball there. I, I don't know. I'm yeah, not saying against that. But the two incomplete passes, I don't know why CJ Stroud is not running the ball. Correct. Put the ball in his hands. He's the most dynamic player on your team. He's the he was the best player on the field last night. He was. He was he was the best player on the field last night. He had the best Let, game of his career. Given Listen, the circumstances against that defense, we have talked about CJ Stroud. We've talked about him on this podcast. Is he's almost a victim of being in the Big Ten and not having get to play anybody. Like none of their games were against anybody any good. Uh, he had a really good game against Penn State, and then that kind of got lost in the shuffle. And then he didn't have a great game against Michigan, and so you kind of forgot how good he was. This dude balled out, balled out. against. He- the best defense in the league in the in the country? Correct. Oh, absolutely. And you look at the talent, I think he gets underrated too because of the guys he's been throwing to. I mean, yeah, Hart Harrison Jr. Yeah. And then um was he's a uh, five-star receiver. Julian Fleming, also a five-star receiver. And the guys you had last year who went to the NFL, right? Garrett Wilson is a, you know, one of the best receivers in the country come out of high school. And so was um Chris Olave. So he gets underrated because of the talent, but no, man, he was incredible. He was elusive in the pocket and just made some incredibly accurate throws down the field. I think you've got to get the ball. I think he needed to be running. Um, I think he needed to be running quarterback draw or some sort of design quarterback run. Yeah, uh, you had to get I, closer. You had the time and you had the timeouts. You had, you the, had timeouts. the timeouts. You had two timeouts. Um, so it was just. It was a weird set of downs, um, but but whatever. The game itself was just fantastic. Uh, Georgia goes up against TCU. Does TCU have any chance, Kevin? Listen, if you're there, you got a chance. You you absolutely have a chance. Look, they gave up 41 in Ohio State. Now, listen, Duggan is not T.J. Stroud, but he offers something different in the ability to run the ball, even for tough yardage. If you need, you know, if it's third and five, right, he can drop back if no one's open. You trust him to be able to get six yards, even though he's, you know, not as dynamic, not Kyler Murray running the ball, but he can pick up those yards. That's why they have a chance. Okay. Is can, can, is can, I, we probably haven't heard this, but is Kendra Miller? Kendra. Kendra Miller. I'm sorry, no, sorry. I haven't heard anything yet. I haven't heard anything yet. It's probably too soon. We probably won't know till the middle of the week. It might not even know till game time. If Kendra Miller is is Ken, if Kendra Miller is back, um, if he is back, are those two backs better than anything Ohio State threw out at Georgia? Yes, I think so too. So you have better running backs, not as good a not as good a quarterback, and a better wide receiver. Yes. Now listen, 
they have better talented players at receiver. Ohio State does, but no one's as productive as Quentin Johnston. I mean, from a whole the whole roster of receivers for Ohio State, sure, is better than TCU's whole. But yes, but there, one, there's no Quentin Johnston for Ohio State. But one player can really transform the way a defense has to prepare and the way the defense has to play the offense, right? If you've got a, if you have to account for Quentin Johnston on every play, it allows for those other players to make plays. You know, it's not yeah, nearly as balanced. played well against Michigan, right? Their other receiver. They've got Savion Williams, who's a good player too. I mean, I think we both think Georgia wins, right? But yes. there's a path that TCU can win the game. Yes. Um, what would the comparison be? Is there a is there a comparison to a TCU beating Georgia in the college football playoff era? I I don't think so. I don't think so. I don't think we've had any massive upsets. I mean, it was an upset when Ohio State beat Alabama that year with Zeke Elliott when they ended up winning the championship. I think they were seven and a half point underdogs, but I think the early spread is already 13 and a half that Georgia's favored. So I don't know if we've even had a spread this large in the playoff. To me, the you know what? To me, the um, and I know I know it's probably cliche that I go here. It's it's real similar to the Oklahoma Florida State matchup in 2000. Yeah, because Oklahoma, Mm -hmm. Oklahoma was a 13 and a half, 14 point underdog. Um, Florida State was coming off a national championship. Uh, They had a dominant offense and supposedly a dominant defense and nobody gave Oklahoma a shot. The game was being played in Florida. Now, this is played in the Rose Bowl, so I don't know that that's going to be. It's not like this is in the Peach Bowl. I guess last night's was the the SoFi Stadium, actually. Oh, is it? Okay, okay. Well, that's that's a sweet stadium. Um, Yeah. So, I don't know, man. I think TCU has a chance. Georgia probably wins. But there's a path. TCU. Yeah, listen. It, you get here. You get to this game, there's a chance. Um, yeah. TCU thinks they can win the game. They should. They TCU think. What, what our fans are going to think, if the first team to win a college football playoff championship is TCU, I think I could accept if it was OU. I think OU fan reluctantly would accept that Texas. Intellectually, yeah. Intellectually, yeah. I think we could accept that. Um, but TCU. Well, first of all, I think it's better than Baylor. When Baylor had those good teams, when Baylor had those yeah. good teams, it would have made me sick if Baylor would have got in. Yeah. Um, when TCU got left out, I actually thought they had one of the best teams that year. I thought, yeah, they absolutely deserve to be in that year. They deserve to be in it. I don't know what they would have done. I don't even remember what year. Was that the very first year? Was that the year yeah, Ohio State? You know, so you look at – I think they were as good as that Ohio State team was. Um, mm-hmm. You know, you looking back on it, everybody was like, well, they had Ezekiel. Well, yeah, but Ezekiel Elliott, you know, they had a good he, – he got good because he was in the playoff. Yeah, we um, didn't know. No one knew who he was from, like, yeah. a national standpoint. Yeah, so don't – yeah, don't give me that. Um so, no, I'm not as surprised that it's TCU. I'll tell you what I'm more surprised is, is that it's TCU without Gary. Uh, um, Gary Patterson. Gary Patterson. I'm more surprised it's TCU without Gary Patterson. I, I I, always, we always, every, both sides, Texas and Oklahoma, always thought he was a good coach and all, you know, this and defensive this and blah, blah, blah. Sonny Dykes has these guys playing at a whole different level. At a whole different level. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, because and- look, look, dude, look, offensively, 
Yes, they've got Garrett Riley calling plays, and they look every bit the every bit the air rate, you know, the the high powered offense. But I'll, I'll reiterate: two hundred sixty eight yards rushing against a Big Ten team is not air raid. I don't care who's calling it; that's not mm-hmm. air raid. And number two, they they can play defense. You saw it against Texas, and we've seen it throughout. They can absolutely play defense, they and they played yeah. very good deep. Even though Michigan put forty five on them. Look at the Ohio State and Georgia both were in the 40s, and those are two of the best right. defensive teams in the so especially Georgia, yeah. They they can TCU can play. This is what Oklahoma wishes they had had with Baker and Kyler is a defense that could perform at this level. No, nobody's gonna confuse them with Georgia, but they are good enough. They yeah. are good enough and they're opportunistic and they're aggressive and they're they're playing with confidence and they are good enough. I don't and they show the ability to win games. Right, they they won that game because of their defense against Texas. You know what? I the, first of all, they should be undefeated. Did you notice the first thing Blackledge said when they got in the red zone is they would be undefeated and they would have been the Big Twelve championship if they had just run Duggan. Yeah, they and then you, and then what Duggan did? He just went and scored, mm-hmm. like right on cue for Blackledge. He just went and scored. Yeah. I mean, they should have beat Kansas or Kansas State. They should have beat Kansas Absolutely. State. Absolutely, yeah. But um, but hey, lucky for them, they still got in and they're able to prove that they deserve to be there. I, 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 you know, I, we, we've talked about this before. We're not, neither one of us are guys that like root for the big 12, but there is something kind of nice that the big 12 showed up a little yeah, bit. Yesterday. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I can, I can live with that. Here's what I want to say though. If TCU wins this game and they become the national championship, I mean, he'd be the first coach since Larry Coker in 2001 with Miami to win a national championship in his first season. This would be way more impressive than that because that Miami team is probably the most talented college football team we have ever seen. The 01 Miami Hurricanes. 100%. This is TCU. And again, they have good players, right? But how long, how long was Les Miles at LSU until he won? Was he there for three or four years? Um, I think so. Yeah. I think his first year there was 05 and they won it in 07. Ogeron was there two or three years. Yeah. Yeah, I think you're, yeah, you're right. First season, yeah. No one has won a national championship in their first season since Larry Coker at Miami. And Miami had Ken Dorsey, Willis McGahee, you know, Frank Gore, Clinton Portis, Andre Johnson, Kellen Winslow, Jeremy Shockey. Well, we haven't Taylor, mentioned the we haven't even mentioned the defense. Yeah, it's like God. Yeah, so we're talking about a few Hall of Famers on that team, and this is TCU. So for year one. To win a national championship would be as impressive as anything we've ever seen. If TCU wins, an, if TCU wins the national championship, it, it it probably is the most impressive. But I think the argument is going to be made that TCU has taken advantage of a down year across the board because Alabama was down, Oklahoma was down. Um, Texas was down in their own conference. Um, I think that's the argument they're going to make. They're going to get the benefit of the doubt because they're in the playoff and they had to yeah. beat good teams. And Georgia's not down. Georgia's undefeated. If you beat Georgia, they're a good team. But I think you're going to hear some of that talk. I don't know if it's warranted or not. To your point, you look at that Miami team. They don't have superstars. Like we look back at that Ohio State team, we're like, oh, man, they had Ezekiel Elliott. It's validated now because of what he's done in the pros. Um, I just, I'm really, it's going to be fascinating to see how they're judged. Um, 
I don't know. I, I think it's a great story. I'm pulling for TCU. I, I hope to see it happen. I don't know. Last thoughts. Man, I just hope it's as good of a game as what we saw yesterday. Personally, I really don't care who wins. I just If we get another game like that for the Natty, I mean, it would be a great way to end what's been a pretty fun college football season. Dude, a season that has gone by too quickly. Um, too quickly. I cannot believe that we are a week away from college football being over. I uh, We talked about it in the last podcast. Basketball is a nice filler. Oklahoma and Texas had a great game yesterday, but it's not the same. It is not the same as college football. I want more college football. If, if anybody out there is arguing against the playoff after yesterday, they are out of their damn minds. They're out of their damn minds. Agree. That was as good of football as you can imagine. And could you imagine a, a whole extra layer of games before that? I, I, I don't even want to, I don't even want to think about it. Oh my God. I love so you it. step out on the field and you don't you just don't know what's going to happen, right? We thought most people thought Michigan was going to destroy TCU. They lost. Most people thought that Georgia was going to beat down Ohio State, and it didn't happen. They won, but they didn't beat them down. It took them missing a last second field goal. So you just never know what's going to happen when those two teams step out on the field. So I'm looking forward to next Monday. If you're new to the Boomer Bevo podcast um, and you want some more excellent Oklahoma Texas coverage, like you've seen on this episode. Uh, please refer to the 43 other episodes where we talk exclusive Oklahoma, Texas. But we had to talk about these semifinal games. They were so good. They were so fun. Kevin and I love the sport of college football. And yesterday explained what yesterday was the prime example of why we love college football. We just need OU and Texas to get to get there, get into this 12 game play, 12 team playoff here in the next couple of years. And let's make some noise happen. I can't even imagine. Can you imagine for a second? And then we'll we'll go. Can you imagine for a second if you were able to get into a 12-team playoff and Oklahoma and Texas meet in the playoff? It would be unreal. Look how close we were to getting Michigan and Ohio State for the Natty. I can't even. I can't, I can't it even. It would be unbelievable. Our heads would explode. Our heads, yeah. Oklahoma and Texas fans' head would explode if we were playing in a playoff in Jerry's world. Like we both won our, we both won our playoff quarterfinal game and the semifinal game was in Dallas. Can you even imagine? It would be the greatest Oklahoma-Texas game. The buildup would be the greatest Oklahoma-Texas game ever. I mean, when we played each other in the Big 12 championship and after the 2018 season, I mean, that was incredible. Such a unique Well, here I Well, wait a minute. Here I am even saying let's get to the semifinal. What if we made it to the the, the national championship? It could happen in a 12-team playoff. It could absolutely happen. Yeah. Oh, I don't know what glorious. I would do, man. Yeah. We well, we beat you so bad that you you would never want to do it again. But it would be it's so fun. Zero. Hold on now. <sighs> yeah. I get to carry that until next year, man. Hopefully, our starting quarterback doesn't get hurt, and our offensive coordinator grows a brain. Kevin, this was awesome. We'll do a we'll. Uh, you know what? If the get first of all, if the game is as good as this, we will absolutely have a a, a final uh, episode. And for all those wondering, yes, we're going to kind of keep this going through basketball season. Not as many. We're not going to go every week. Definitely not twice a week. But when big games come up and big things happen, we're going to keep us going. Spring football will There'll be, be here. news, man. There'll be news. Oh, spring football will be here before yeah. we know it. Oklahoma and Texas football isn't going anywhere, and we're here for it for you year-round. Boomer Bebo Podcast. Like, subscribe, watch us on YouTube, wherever you get it. Big shout-out to KREF 94-7-1400 in Norman, Oklahoma, for getting us on their Podomatic page. Um, and for all you new listeners who are listening there, Kevin, have a great New Year's. 
Boomer. Took him. <laughs>